You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. For those who simply can't get enough talk about the Vikings, we present Bonus Chatter. Bonus Chatter about your favorite team that's unscripted, unfiltered, and uninterrupted. This is another edition of 1500 ESPN's Purple Podcast. Okay, folks, welcome to a mini edition, new of the Purple Podcast, and what we are going to do here, Matthew Collar, is this. We are going to take something that you have written for our website, 1500ESPN.com, and explore that in depth, but we're going to do it very quickly. So we're talking about a short Purple Podcast here. Why don't you give us, sir, today's topic for the Purple Podcast. See, I wanted to go at least an hour, 15, 20, or 149 hours. As what? For some, Can I, I ask you just quickly what happened with I that? Have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I got more tweets saying I will be spending <laughs> the next three weeks listening to Matthew, <laughs> Judd, and Ben, and they were legitimately funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened, but hopefully you all have finished that by now. You got right to work. It's like War and Peace. Listening through your sleep. It's the gun with the wind of Purple Podcasts. <laughs> uh, okay, here's what I wrote. Uh, I was uh, buzzing through the opponents for the Vikings this year, and I started to notice a little bit of a trend mm-hmm. that they are playing against a lot of really good skill players. So as part of my countdown lists that I'm doing, everybody can look for those at uh, every Monday until camp, just putting out a different countdown. So I did guys that could make the Pro Bowl, I did the most interesting Vikings, and then I did the hardest competition they'll face, the toughest skill players. And what I ran across is that the Vikings will be facing five of the top six wide receivers as rated by pro football focus. That's it? That's all? Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, and Michael Thomas. Okay. All in the top six, and all will be going up against, presumably, Xavier Rhodes, who just happens to be Judd in a contract year. Assuming that that no one else on the Vikings decides to tell Xavier, I've got this guy for this (laughs) set of downs, don't worry about him. Uh, Yes, I included a reference to miscommunications that may have happened against Jordy Nelson, but that list doesn't even include Mm -hmm. Jordy Nelson or Golden Tate slash Marvin Jones or Terrell Pryor. They're going to be going up against some pretty good players, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on Xavier Rhodes, what I'm curious to see is how Mike Zimmer approaches this because these are not your routine top wide receivers. These are the best of the absolute best. And Rhodes shut down Odell Beckham last year, and I would put him in that category of best of the best wide receivers. Sure. But asking him to do it week after week after week against these guys might be a lot, When, but you kind of have to do that when there's you know, an unsure feeling about Trey Wayans and Terrence Newman is 39 years old. 
Right. So you're so basically we, we have to go under the assumption that in all of these games, Rhodes goes side to side to side, correct? I, would I mean, you've think got so, to do yeah. that. I would think so. And, and this actually starts, too, with week one, because if you look at how this team is going to start off, they start off with, if I'm not mistaken, Drew Brees on opening night, Monday night game, Roethlisberger, and then week three is a tough one, too, I think. But my point, but my point is this. This team, this Vikings team and it's it's secondary in the first quarter of the season is going to be challenged and that first quarter of the season becomes color to me incredibly important because that's a one where if you let's say go three and one you're feeling good but you can definitely take yourself into not out of contention but you can put yourself in a very difficult position very quickly there I think so and it's not just about Xavier Rhodes who I I do have a lot of confidence in because I think he is one of the most talented cornerbacks in the league. I don't think last year was a luck thing for him. I think he is a first round pick. He's 6 foot 1 or 2. He ran 23 miles an hour when he picked off a pass. He has all the skill of any of the best of the best guys in the league at that position, the true shutdown corner. Mm-hmm. But Last year, he allowed the lowest quarterback rating in the league, or, or one of the lowest. It was something like 39, 41. I have the exact number in my article. It was uh, NFL.com stats had it at 41.8% okay. catch rate. And then uh, the quarterback rating against was 39. Okay. So, I mean, like basically, you'd be better off throwing the ball into the ground than throwing it at Xavier That was Rose. one of my favorite stats, by yeah, the way. Right. I yes. love that stat. Um that's not going to happen again. And I feel like what we're going to run into here at some point is either one of two things. One would be that Rhodes gets criticized a little more because he's given up some more catches to Julio Jones and A.J. Green. I was going to say that's not necessarily fair if that happens. It isn't, but you might be hearing some, I don't know if they should resign him long term and things like that. When I think that they should, yep. if he's willing to stay. Yep. But his quarterback rating against might go from 39 up to 90 next year, and he might play similarly well. The other thing I think of is the rest of the guys in the secondary and how opponents might try to attack them. And I'm thinking namely probably the same way that you are toward Mackenzie Alexander. Yes. These aren't the only wide receivers on those teams. Yes. And if you've got to lock Xavier into the best every game, that's going to leave some other matchups. Or if you have to help Xavier at all, which I think you might have to give him Sandejo over the top or someone under the – I mean, these so? are the, – Yeah, I mean, I you're mean, talking about these guys are Jones here. So so the first uh, four games go Saints, Steelers, Bucks, and Detroit. The Bucks are loaded. And here, okay, but here's my question too. Opening night, Drew Brees, who is still great. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is going to come out, and if he does not attack the nickel corner spot, I will jump from the press box. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, he's going to yeah. come out, and if Mackenzie Alexander is lined up there, he is going to go right at, at him. I think that's the best point here. Xavier Rhodes can handle one guy, and odds are the majority of the time he'll do a fine job there. But to the point that you just broached, You've got a, a list of quarterbacks here who are very adept at dropping back, scanning the field, and saying, Mackenzie Alexander can't cover this guy. Bang, there's the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's where, where, if I'm a Viking fan, I'm concerned. And this goes back to the conversation of I honestly think that one of the positions the Vikings did not probably address adequately in the past few months 
is the nickel corner, which is a guy who's on the field, what, 65% of the time now? If not league? more than that, yes. Yeah, I mean, it is a starting job. And bas- basically what you're saying is that you trust a guy who had a bad first year and certainly didn't get the experience that you w- would have liked. You're trusting that Mike Zimmer can now go to training camp and coach him up. He did it with Rhodes. There's no questioning the fact that he's a very, very good secondary coach. All of that being said, this seems like a massive gamble to me. Well, going back to just how Xavier matches up with these guys, some of these receivers are so good that even if you cover them really well, they still catch the ball. Sure. Mike Evans is six foot five, two hundred and thirty five pounds. I mean, even Z- Xavier is huge for a corner and incredibly huh? fast for his size. This guy's a tight end or a power forward in most college basketball systems mm-hmm. right i mean yeah julio jones is six foot four and could go up and get it with anybody if you're in a game let's say against tampa bay and they love to push the ball down the field where mike evans is just beating xavier Rhodes, even as great as he is everybody gets beat sometimes what do you do at that point this is one of my concerns about the secondary is so now do you weaken one of the other areas? Because I don't trust Trey Wayans, who, by the way, against Tampa Bay is going to have to face Deshaun Jackson now. That's the one that concerns me, too. I, I guess m- my feeling is Rhodes might have, I don't know, a bad day. Rhodes m- might have a matchup that becomes difficult for him. All of that being said, my far greater concern lies in, in the fact that you're going to need Rhodes to take away a specific guy. And these teams have quarterbacks and receivers who are pretty doggone good. Mm -hmm. And they're going to say, okay, this guy is going to get, let's say, three catches because this guy's going to get eight. So I'm far far more concerned about the trickle down here and and about the fact that you have a Pro Bowl corner who's going to be asked to shut down Pro Bowl players. And after that, you've got maybe okay players, maybe, but maybe not. Something else that comes to mind, too, is what we've talked about in the past about your window to win with a great defense. And we're going into the season assuming that the Vikings are going to be top five in points against. They have to be. And I don't think it's unfair with the talent they have. But one of the things about the offensive side is as long as your quarterback stays healthy, if other people get hurt around you, you can make up for some of that difference and still be good, maybe not as good. Russell Wilson wasn't as good when his offensive line was a complete abomination, but he was still good, and they still ended up in the playoffs. Yes. Aaron Rodgers two years ago, they weren't as good without Jordy Nelson, but they still were competitive, made the playoffs, won a playoff game with just because of Aaron Rodgers' greatness. Mm -hmm. On the defensive side, if you lose one of, I'll give you three guys, I think your defense sinks from top five to middle of the league at best. Okay. Xavier Rhodes is at the toward the top of the list because if you lose him, oh, you're, yes, this group of wide no. receivers, Trey Wayans can run with these guys, but he certainly can't play the ball. You don't have the depth or qual or I'm sorry, you don't have the quality depth to make up for that loss. Right. I also think that that probably no one has that quality. Sure, depth. I was going to no, say that's yeah. Yes. Number two corners anywhere are not facing yeah. Julio Jones that, and Mike yes. Evans. Are doing yeah, well. there, there was. It's not like the, the Vikings didn't go out and get. A second Rhodes. Yeah. That's not going to happen. But it is a schedule thing. Sure. Last year, they didn't face as many of these guys. And the first time they faced Jordy Nelson, he was still finding out if his knee could work. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things about, hey, why don't defenses? And I did a study on this. They routinely drop by an average, I think, of it, w- it was over 10 spots 
if you're at the top five, you'll on average drop to the middle of the league. And uh, one of the reasons why is schedule that last year, if you weren't facing some of the top wide receivers, we were thrilled when Xavier shut down Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin turns out not that good. Right. Yes. I mean, he's overweight. He had had a really good year. Yeah. He had had, had a good year this first year, but he's really not that good. Yeah. Outside of that, DeAndre Hopkins is okay, and you know, you shut him down. Yep. Beckham was really the one we held up. That's not to take away from what Rhodes did, but it's not of this caliber. Mm-hmm. So he's one, and Linval Joseph and Harrison Smith, too. Linval Joseph, you really have no one behind him that can play nose tackle. Yeah, that's yeah. If I had to rank those three, I would say Rhodes one, Joseph two, and I love Smith. He's a great player. I would say Smith three. I here's here's my my th- thinking about Joseph. Your three technique is already questionable right now. Joseph is paramount key to what you you do. And I'll, I'll go back and say that all of Zimmer when Zimmer's defenses, Matthew, have been at, at their best. That interior of the line is always really good. Really good players. If you now subtract Joseph, who's been hurt before, if you subtract him. With a questionable three technique, your interior collapses. If they lose him, it's going to be massive. I mean, it's it's not going to be, oh, it's too bad. I'm talking about you probably go from being what you consider to be a contending playoff-type team to 8-8. Eight and eight. And I was talking with Tom Johnson about just how valuable Linval Joseph really is, and he was talking about how centers cannot handle him one-on-one. He said, basically, yeah. he eats up centers. That makes perfect sense. And if centers can't handle him one-on-one, that means you've got to get a guard involved because you're in the middle. You can't have somebody come by and chip like you can with an edge rusher. That leaves a three-tech like Dayton Jones or Tom Johnson, guys who rush the passer, with one-on-one matchups with guards mm-hmm. who have a really tough time with those guys. I mean, that's kind of how this works, right? So you've, you've got to double-team somebody Everson gets a matchup on the outside. Daniil Hunter gets a matchup Everything on the outside. Everything is great for you in those situations. It yes. all starts right there. And yeah. if you have to play Will Sutton or yeah, no, Jaleel Johnson, that is a totally different story. Centers can probably handle those guys. And that changes everything. But with Harrison, my case for Harrison is without him, who plays there? I mean, this is... The, well, we saw that last year. Right. I mean, J. Ron Curse and... Anthony Harris really, really struggled. And what did Andrew Luck do when those two were in? He went right after him. Yep. Yeah, and and all three of those guys are incredibly important. And I would say if you take any of those three out, you go from being a playoff team to being a uh, nice try, yeah. right? I, I mean, yeah. there's nobody. I'm just saying that the interior line – we sort of talk about a little bit and 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 know what's important, but it's also I don't think fans understand that if you start to pluck th- those guys out, you can't just replace them. I mean, yeah. once again, you can't say, "Well, we've got depth there." Okay, bodies and quality are different, so I yes, those guys can be replaced. But what Linval Joseph brings, and, and it's not obvious uh, on a game by game basis if you just watch the games, but what he brings to that team incredibly important. But yes. Rhodes, Smith, Joseph, any of those three go, I think you go from being what you think is a playoff-type team to winning about eight games. And uh, back to the original topic, you're good with paying Xavier Rhodes? 
Yes, and uh, and the Wilfs deserve credit since they bought this team. They have consistently rewarded in a very timely fashion draft picks who succeed. So I'm not I'm not going to be surprised at all if Rhodes gets a contract uh, before training camp starts or a couple weeks in into camp. But I think the Vikings are going to go to him with a multi year offer that's going to be very fair. And you know what? He deserves it. He he is a guy who has gone from being what I consider to be a nice player to being an outstanding player. Yeah, and what I know about Rhodes, just as an aside, I uh, did a large piece on him earlier this offseason, which I included the link in my article. Um, what I've discovered about him, especially from talking with Terrence Newman, is he really has a great attitude toward learning. This is a guy who's a first-round pick, but originally he went to college as a wide receiver, and then he had to learn how to play corner in college, and he worked with one of the better players of the 90s, Terrell Buckley, yeah. uh, at the position. And I know that from being in Buffalo because Terrell Buckley had more interceptions I discovered against the Bills than any other team during his career. So I talked with Terrell Buckley ab- about it, and I talked with Terrence Newman too, and both of them said what's amazing about him is how well he listens and learns and the work that he puts into it in the film and things like that. Because everybody works on their body. Everybody carries tractor trailer tires up a sand dune. It's Cordero Patterson. Right? Yeah, right. I'm in great shape. Well, that's great, but can you play the game of football? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or how well right. can you play the game? And so that's where Rhodes' progress, I think, has really come, that he and Terrence Newman will come in on off days and do film and stuff like that. And sure. Newman is just a brilliant, brilliant football guy. Uh, anytime I bring him up to other players, they're like, he knows everything about football at this point in his career. So... Rhodes, I think when you're trying to figure out where will he go if we sign him long term, was this a fluke, et cetera, et cetera? Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. I, I think this is somebody who has worked extremely hard to get to this high of a level and wants to stay there and wants to be one of the elite corners mm-hmm. and is willing to listen and learn and continue to elevate his game. Um, and that's somebody that you want on your team for a long time. The only thing that comes to mind for me is that. Rhodes might make more money on the free agent market. I mean, you've got to be estimating somewhere between sixty-five and seventy million, based on what other corners got. Well, it's going to be—it's going to cost the Vikings yeah, a lot, maybe even higher. But I mean, this, this is this is the type of player that you don't let walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the example: his work, his play. Zimmer, from the first day he got here in training camp of what two thousand fifteen now, I believe, his first year, from the first day in training camp. He was in Rhodes' pocket that entire camp. In Mankato, collar the entire time, following him around, talking to him. I mean, he took – Zimmer took Rhodes from being, I think, a guy that was going to be a good player to being an outstanding player. Mm-hmm. And this is, the, this is the definition of the type of guy you draft and you keep. Yeah. So it's going to cost him big, but it's worth it. Yep, I agree. If I Especially was... in this division, you got Rodgers, you got Stafford. you got to have this guy. And Trubisky. Maybe. I don't count the Bears as a legitimate <laughs> National Football League team for the 2017 season. How about that? Uh, yeah, Trubisky. Probably fair. But, I mean, if you if you looked at the Vikings schedule and you had, let's say, Newman, Waynes, Alexander, and, a, you know, another guy who was okay, think about it. You'd be in trouble. We'd be saying this team's going to win seven games, six games. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you open, when you go Breeze, Roethlisberger, Winston, Stafford, if you have okay corners, you're dead. 
Yeah. It's it don't don't matter how good Harrison Smith is. Your safeties can't help that much. Yeah, so this is one where I give this organization credit. They've done a very good job of developing players like this and an even better job probably of keeping them. And I don't praise the Vikings much. Did you enjoy our Purple Podcast Mini? Mini edition is, uh, I enjoyed it. Lots of fun. And I look forward to what topic you bring to the table next week because I have to do no prep for this. <laughs> no, you don't. But uh, we'll have a full 149-hour episode. <laughs> the war and peace of the Purple Podcast <laughs> yes. returns later this week with Ben Gessling. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.